0: Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, let's talk about telling a good holiday story. That's this week on the No Boring Stories podcast. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast, here to make sure there's no BS in your brand story. You know that storytelling is the best way to engage your ideal audience today, but... Finding and sharing your brand story can be a confusing process. My friend, if you're confused, you better believe your audience is too, and a confused audience will not buy. That's why I'm here, each episode, bringing you my signature storytelling tools, expert storytellers, and transformative founders' stories, all to help you use storytelling to grow your business and impact like never before. Because when you share your story, you shape this world. I'm your host Alex Street and I would love to share with you today one of my most significant Christmas memories. Not necessarily my favorite Christmas, but the most significant memory that I can think of and how I transformed through this experience because when we think as business owners about sharing stories at this time of year, it's more important than ever before throughout the year because what, what is happening around the holiday season is everybody is like sell, 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 buy, 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 buy my stuff. My stuff is better. And it seems to be this, this berating of opportunities to buy and change your life with our products. Well, what if you could tell a story? What if you could tell, tell a story that connected with your audience and, and that helped you stand out? That's what happened to me in my story here, and I think that that's what we can approach and how we can approach as business owners, the holiday season, a time when obviously you want to sell some products, but what do you do to stand out when everybody is just talking about their price or their product? How do you stand out from the crowd? You tell a great story. Look, a few, well, many years ago, almost 20 years, holy cow, 20 years ago, I had uh, I'd grown up in a small town uh, with my brother my mom and my dad my mom left uh, moved out when i was about eight years old and so i'd spent 10 years living with just my dad and my brother uh, was there for most of the time but he moved out to downtown toronto to live by himself and work on film sets what a dream i moved from that house and i lived downtown with my brother for a year because i was like i'm gonna go live my dream you're going to be behind this the camera. I'm going to be in front of the camera. I'm going to be an actor, and I'm going to be a famous actor. and I'm going to do that while I live in Toronto with my brother. We're going to grind this out. I'm going to be a starving artist and be a server at a restaurant and and live that dream. And I lived that dream for a little while, and then it got really hard. And during that time, my dad actually sold his house in the small town. Uh, he was losing a lot of money and moved into a small apartment just a few blocks away from where me and my brother lived. But during that time, I was like, this is really difficult. Something needs to change. And so I actually then decided to go to school for youth ministry. I was like, I'm getting out of this city and I'm moving to Western Canada for a year to live in the prairies and be a youth pastor. And in that time, I, well, I discovered a lot about myself, but I also then came back at Christmas break and was like, okay, I'm going to hang out with my brother i you know, spend a night with him. We'll spend Christmas Eve together just like we always did. It's been a really difficult few years. You know, my dad lost his house, all that stuff. It's been really stressful, really insecure. And I've been all over the place. And this year living downtown trying to make it as an actor was a really difficult thing. Let's come together on Christmas Eve and, and pretend that everything is just how it was. So we uh, went to my brother's place. And we were like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to cook. We're going to spend the day, Christmas Eve, cooking the dinner at my dad's apartment. So we're going to go there. We're going to cook the dinner. But then we're going to bring it back here uh, because there's a bigger space, my brother's apartment. And so we'll have dinner there. And you know, my dad's place was still like unpacking. There was a lot of mess there. There just wasn't place to eat. So we were going to cook it there and then bring it back here. Seems like that's such a good idea as I think about it. Look, just a couple of weeks before that, my brother mailed me a birthday present. Again, in Western Canada, he mailed this coat across Canada, and it was like a bomber jacket kind of thing. Like It was like almost this, this fake leather, fake suede kind of thing with a furry collar, super in in the early 2000s. And I had my own, and I felt like an absolute model wearing this thing. I felt like a mix between, I'm either Maverick from Top Gun, or I'm... I don't know who was hot back then, but that person, (laughs) I was going to say Ryan Gosling, but he was like 18 then. I don't know. Maybe he was hot. Of course he was hot. And I felt like a super stud in this jacket and I loved this thing. And so I got home and like, that's all that I wore. I just wore this coat everywhere that I was. I was sitting inside. I'm like, I'm wearing my coat. It feels great. So we're sitting around all day. We're cooking. We're doing these things. We're having our time together. We're trying to unpack my dad's stuff. And then everything's ready. The food's ready. Great, excellent, let's transfer it, let's go. We'll go out and and go to the other apartment. Well, as we step out the door, so I'm carrying the turkey in this pan, like just straight from the oven, I've got oven mitts on and I'm carrying this turkey up at my chest, sort of. And I'm gonna take good care of this. I'm gonna sit in the back seat while we drive across town and I'm gonna take care of the turkey. As I step down the hallway, I look back and I hear this like fumbling, this stumbling. I look back and my dad had fallen in the hallway, right outside his apartment. My brother closed the door. He turned around and saw the same thing. And so we're now in this L shape in the apartment. My dad's kind of at the, the corner of that and he's on the ground and we're like, what's going on? And as I turned around, I spilled, I turned the turkey, I turned it around on so quickly that the turkey grease spilled all down the front of my brand new jacket. And I was pissed. I'm like, this is my jacket. Meanwhile, my dad's on the floor. I don't know what's going on in my brain. And then he looks up. He's like, whoa, what happened? We're like, I don't know. Do you feel okay? He's like, not really. So we're like, "Uh, okay. So we called 911. And I'm standing there with the turkey the whole time in the hallway looking at him. I put it down on the ground for a little bit. Now it's on the ground of a downtown Toronto apartment. We've got this turkey. My dad, we're like, sit up, drink some water. The ambulance comes, they come in, they check him out. They say, okay, we're going to take him to the hospital. We think he just had a heart attack. Me and my brother look at each other like, what? What? This, This isn't how it's supposed to happen. And so it's like all the stress of these past few years were just showing up in this one very moment where we were all, though we were together, we were very separate in our experiences, and my dad was taking the brunt of it, obviously. And so then he's taken to the hospital, we follow him to the hospital, we left the food there in the apartment, went to the hospital, I know you're concerned, what's happening with the food? Uh, We we follow him to the hospital, we go in with him, check him out, sit with him for a little bit, and they're like, he's okay, he just had a mild heart attack, he'll be all right. he should be out in a couple of days, obviously this is a convenient time for you guys, but you know what, like, you can go home, he's fine, and he's gonna sleep for like 12 hours now, so... It's okay. You can stay if you want to, but you can go also and he'll and be okay. We'll obviously let you know if anything's going on. So we sit there and we're like, man, this has been the story. Everything that something happens, you know, something falls apart. And specifically, it's been a lot of a spiraling story around my dad. And so this was another moment where we're like, what the hell? What is going on here? So we're like, well, let's at least go back and have some food. So we get in the car and we're driving back through the city, through Christmas Eve, downtown Toronto. There is like not a car on the road. It was snowing and it was probably beautiful, but we were pretty quiet. We turn on the radio to some Christmas carol station and then Delilah comes on. Delilah, the host of the Christmas Eve music Jazz fun. And she's (laughs) I don't think she describes it that way. And she is speaking, a song finishes, and Delilah's on the radio, and she says, You know, during these carols that we're playing tonight, I just wonder if you're sitting there, maybe you're feeling sad. You're feeling disappointed. You're feeling like things just didn't happen this year like you expected them to. And being my brother are like how does she know <laughs> and she said simply this i'm sorry and with that let's go into the next song and we burst out laughing i mean we just could not hold it in anymore there was this absolute release of tension as we thought that's it she's sorry that's it after we just watched all this happen that's it and we laughed with each other, we, we, we said it back to each other. We're like, you know what? The worst thing just happened, but I'm sorry. And we just laughed it off because you have to sometimes. Death is weird, death is funny, pain is weird, pain is funny in order to cope with it. That's what I've experienced. And so we keep driving, we get to the apartment and we unpack, we go up the stairs, uh, we take the food up with us. And instead of getting plates out or anything, we got two forks and we both stuck a fork in the turkey because we were done. We started eating. We cheers to a rough night and we said, we'll see you in the morning. And that was Christmas. Knowing that throughout all the stress, at least I had the support right here. We went from stressed to supported. And I think that's how we carried it through going forward. Knowing that whatever was gonna go on beyond this, we would be okay as long as we stuck together. Over the next 10, 15 years, we saw my mom die, we saw my dad die, we've seen a bunch of ups and downs. And through it all, we supported each other. And I think that's what's most important is through all the stress that you find support. So as I look back at that story and I think about other moments that we're going through and the moments that people are going through even this holiday, all the stress that they feel. I think, okay, but how are we supporting each other? We feel more stressed when we're alone, more stressed when we feel pressure, more stressed when we feel like it's all on us or when we're we're distracted from what really matters by something that we have, I don't know, put our focus on, like me with my coat. In that moment, I cared more about my coat than my, my dad. What was going on there? Because I was distracted. I distracted myself. I had almost like uh, guarded myself against something like this. But really what we need to do is support each other and say, okay, no matter what's going on, don't distract from the people and the things that are in front of you because that's where they need you and that's where you need to be. Now, look, all of this, this what does this have to do with business? What does this have to do with anything? I hope, first of all, that you just connect with something here. And if you need this support, if you do feel stressed, you need something around these holidays, then absolutely reach out. Look, reach out to a friend or reach out to me. Maybe I'm your friend. I don't know. And just say, hey, it's really nice to know that that you've got the support and that you can support me. Absolutely. Let's do that. But here we go. As we shift towards now, how do you tell a good story this holiday season? We've got to ask the question. We've got to start thinking What do people really want? In that moment, Delilah comes on. We're like, okay, music is good. And then she spoke. And what she did was she spoke right to exactly where we were. And she didn't offer and she just said, I'm sorry. And maybe that was exactly what we needed in that time, just to know that we are supported. that We are known. We are understood. In that moment, it actually jumped out. It stood out. So as you go through the ups and the downs, maybe support is the most important thing. Maybe when you think about your clients going forward, support is the best thing that you can offer them and you can support them not by saying, buy our product, it's cheaper than anybody else's, but by saying, I understand you, I know what you're going through, and here's how I can help. That's support. So let's talk next episode about how that actually plays out, how to find that story and tell that story in your marketing, in your branding with what you're doing today. Thanks for listening to my story, one of the most memorable, I think you can obviously see why, uh, Christmas moments of my life. And I hope that you found yourself in it as well because that's why we share our stories so that you can say, you're kidding, you too. Look, if you've had something similar happen to you, you've had your crazy Christmas stories, I'd love to hear them. So reach out to me on Instagram at street says, shoot me a DM, tell me your crazy Christmas stories or holiday stories. I'd love to hear all about it and share in this together. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started.